All right. Welcome, welcome to another fabulous episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette. And um, today I brought on uh, Christopher here, who we've had a very interesting relationship interactions professionally, sexually, flirting, friendship, all the things. And I thought, and and of all the relationship dynamics that have existed between you and I, um, you know, they've been quite beautiful and uh, uncomfortable um, <laughs> and personal growth uh, pushing uh, and and always real and really honest. And so I thought it would be great to introduce and to showcase our interactions as um, as a role model, so to speak, of how we can engage with each other as human beings in a in a new way, one that isn't filled with toxicity and uh, games and lying and feeling obligated and icky feelings and all the things. So me personally, in this moment, this is going to be an uncomfortable show for me. I will own this right now. Uh, Who knows what we're going to talk about? We've never actually debriefed on a lot of these things. We've had them kind of our own experiences separately. So this will be like, this is like live between the two of us. You're going to see how shit unfolds. (laughs) So welcome, Chris. (laughs) I love you. Me too. I know, like all I know is we're good, right? Yes, we're good. And and that and the whole journey leading up to this moment, you're right, has just been kind of this improvisation roller coaster ride. Like holy fuck, and like yeah, yeah, I owe her an apology, and then actually saying the apology, and you're going like, I'm not available, dude, and like okay, but <laughs> I still feel like I owe that to you. And you're like, okay. And then, you know, like a month goes by and somehow it sinks in, I'm sure, because then you, you're you like, okay, I guess we're back. You know, we're like, fine. Or, you know, anyway, so it's all those examples, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's start, let's start in the beginning. All right. Y- you and I meet. What's that experience like for you? I was instantly like, oh, her lights are on. And just like, you know, I there's something going on here that just, I, it just, it was just, it's sort of like my like my instigator like came online instantly, so that was my experience. Okay, so give me more words. Um, like, what, do you, what, what does that mean? I I need some feeling words. Give me some feeling <laughs> words in there. Like, what was right. the what did, what were your feelings of that first interaction with me? Well, for me, like just to get somebody to talk at all, you know, like when you first are interested in somebody and you just say anything, and and then the first words that come out of the mouth is sort of like a uh, example of their vibration. So as soon as you started talking, I just felt relaxed. It mm. was clear, like appropriate. Um, you know, you weren't over talking. There was a lot of listening, and I would say some concept, and you would play it back in a way where you're like, "Oh, she totally got that." Huh. As she got that, then I'm gonna like tell her this, you know, and then like, it's like, "Oh, she totally grokked that too." Like. And then it gets down to this little shorthand and pretty much it's just like grunts and, you know, like hand gestures. <laughs> nice. Okay. So for the audience, our first interaction, uh, let's, let's, let's lay out the first interaction. So the first interaction, we contact each other because we have, uh, we both are, you know, engaging in uh, 
participating in tickle.life and the two of us need a, a we're having a business meeting and we need to we need to work and we're working on a sex toy and development of a sex toy and so this is our first interaction and our first interaction is from this very professional business space and um, my experience in that was that you know I found you funny and entertaining and real and we were having really great conversations around, you know, what we were talking about from a professional standpoint. And then I can't remember what you exactly said to me. You basically said something along the lines of, you know, you wanted to fuck me of some sort of, so, I, I'm not even sure, you might even have actually said those exact words. I did. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> and it just came out of my mouth. I'm just like, and you're, you're spinning up the propeller on the top of my geek beanie like so fast, it's about to fly off. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, damn, I just want to fuck you right now. It was like, okay. Yeah. Right. Now, this is the part that was very fascinating for me is that I have men come on to me on a regular basis and usually it's incredibly inappropriate and then most times it's at the inappropriate time and there's a there's a feeling of obligation so there's this usually there's this energy behind the words like I'm turning them on and it's my responsibility now to get them off. And so when, when there's that proposition that's put on the table of like, I wanna fuck you, immediately like, dude, that's not fucking appropriate. There's nothing appropriate about that. Like we're having a business meeting. Like if I, if I, didn't, if I had, didn't have boobs and, and I had a penis, would you say that to Bob? Would you say that to Bob? I don't know if you'd say that to Bob. Unless you were into boys, I'm not sure you'd say that to Bob. So why are you sexualizing me? So that's typically my go-to when uh, it's breached, the, 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 the professionalism is breached and there's a sexual component to it. But what's fascinating with you was that when you made that statement, no part of it on an energetic level did I feel obligated to have to do anything with that? And that was really fascinating for me because that's not an experience that I've ever had, right? Um, before where somebody it desires me and they just desire me and they're just sharing that they're desiring me, but I don't, I don't actually have to do anything with it. So I remember feeling in that moment, like there was that first moment of like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> my first thought. And then I checked in and I'm like, oh, but I don't have to do anything with this. So I don't have to do that old pat pattern of like shutting you down. So I was just like, oh, thanks. I don't know how I feel about that though. Which was my response to you. Yeah, which is, which is an honest, flat response. And so like my, I mean, to, to be honest, that's kind of a practice for me, that whole energy exchange, like consent. When you ask somebody for permission to do something, if they don't give you a no, it's a soft yes. So it, it, puts, up, it puts them in a position of like managing a situation. But if I just say, <clears throat> hey, I'm at a point where I would be open to you sucking my cock. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, like you could say, that's nice. 
you don't have to do anything. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to redirect it. And, you know, it's just like, I'm just, I'm just sharing the experience I'm having with myself in front of you. Mm-hmm. So it's a very different energy. It's, it's, it's actually very vulnerable because if you laughed at me, mm-hmm. which you could, it's, I'd be like, shit, well, that didn't go well. Mm-hmm. You know? So good point. Yeah. So what did it feel like for you in that moment when I just said that? Like when I said, well, I'm not sure how I feel about that. It was great because it did because you you just kept on going. It was this little speed bump, and then you just kept on going. I'm going go like, okay, we just we just dropped into a level of like honest connection, like we get each other, we, we trust each other enough to just let that go by. Mm-hmm. So my 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 heart expands a little bit, and like we're kind of stepping into the boat, and we're both rowing in the same boat. That's that was the experience. Nice. Yeah. Cause I basically just said that and I continue talking about whatever we were talking about business related stuff. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> that, that, that language is now appropriate in our toolkit. <laughs> okay. So then once we got off our call, then I couldn't stop thinking about you. It was very, it was like, all of a sudden I was like, wow, that was a really interesting exchange. Wow. That was really really interesting and I kind of maybe I do want to have sex with him I'm like I'm like the fact that he doesn't think I ha- should have that I have to and that's my responsibility kind of makes me want to have sex with him <laughs> I, I wonder what have sex with him would be like and so I remember I had to go to Home Depot afterwards so I was like driving to Home Depot which is like one of my horny places in the world so I'm like <laughs> rope you know like exactly so many options and so like the whole time I'm walking through Home Depot I'm thinking about I'm thinking about how attracted and how horny I am about the idea of of you and what that possibility was and stuff like that and so then you know I believe I reached out to you yeah I remember like literally in the next conversation you were always talking about plane flights and and stuff like all right so when are we gonna do this (laughs) (laughs) so how how did that make you feel like how was that experience for you at that point well see I'm really careful about you know how hard I flirt with somebody like how I open it up and I I got a really strong vibe from you of there's a lot of horsepower here. And, and it's just, when I, when I, it's not very often that I find somebody like you that really has that, uh, the depth that I could sense. And so the curiosity is like, well, what would it be like to just wander in there and crash around and see what happened? Mm-hmm. And so the trust of your vibe was like, that might actually go okay. And so in life, you know, like, find cool places to go crash around in and see if you can learn something about yourself. So that was the extent of my train of thought. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So from that moment to the, you know, when we actually, you know, decide to, so next, our next conversation is like, okay, so what, what, what are you into? So then we've dropped right into like, okay, let's negotiate what this looks like and what's your things and what's my things and, and all that kind of stuff. And I remember having that conversation while I was sitting in my dungeon and you know um and we were kind of sorting out what our kinks were and what our sexuality was and all this stuff and we decided and we negotiated that we were gonna like you know masturbate with each other online yeah it was a great idea i i I was thrilled 
And it was like, that was doing that with you was the very first time that I had done that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so it was, it was a new, and we'll talk later about like my experience with how that all went down, but that was a big ask for me. Like, oh shit, you know, like that's, that could be creepy to ask for and you know, whatever. So mm. yeah, that was, it was intense to, to ask another like fully embodied woman with all this horse part. Hey, do you want to, um, <laughs> Well, and it was my first time of doing it with somebody who I just met. Like I've done like live streaming, sexting stuff with like partners and lovers and things like that, who I've already established a relationship. But this was like the very first time that I, with somebody who I didn't have a sexual relationship with and our first sexual interaction with each other is doing this, having this experience. So it was, it was very very foreign experience for me too in that regard like it was very new and a part of me was like super excited about the naughtiness and the inappropriateness of it of like I'm totally breaking my normal protocols like you know you gotta know somebody for so long and then you gotta do this thing and blah 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 like I'm totally you know like totally breaking all my rules all my protocols oh well the hell okay right but don't forget remember there was this little there was this prelude like in the lobby of that bigger opening where I said, do you want to share some like naked pictures? She like, show me your tits or send me some pictures, but I'll send you some of me too. So it's equal exchange. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that exchange. Yeah. What was that like for you when I said that? Um, Well, I thought it was quite lovely that, you know, you acknowledged that, that, so that was the other piece which established some trust, that's true, because you actually acknowledged that instead of just consuming me, you were also going to give back, right? So it's like, we're both going to be vulnerable. I'm going to show you my naked body and you can show me your naked body. And it's like, we both have this uh, exchange of vulnerability with each other instead of just being like, Hey, you know, show me your boobs. <laughs> right. I mean, and in these days, of like, and, gonna... and, and hold on. Or the opposite, which happens a lot where you just so sent me a non-consensual penis picture. Well, right. I get a lot of those. Right. <laughs> And again, it was not, and those are non-consensual. Please, who's listening right now, does not, is not an invitation to send me any pictures. Okay. Just need to clarify that. (laughs) Did not ask. I did not ask for the pictures. And you didn't ask me if you could send them to me. (laughs) I know. Part of me was like, I wanted to give you, you know, some naked pictures of me. So, you know, like there's all this like, what porn shaming or like if you know you've got naked pictures of somebody like somebody gets scared like oh shit you know like but so we each have the equal amount of sexy pictures in our possession which just like flattens the energy mm-hmm. yeah well for me i mean i'm i am an exhibitionist from that perspective i mean there's naked pictures of me everywhere um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But so it wasn't about the 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 vulnerability of ha- you having naked pictures of me. Right. I think the part of that exchange was the fact that you honored and that you weren't just you were giving as much as you were asking. And so right. for me, that's for it, that was the piece around that exchange for me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So with it, it's all getting it was all being set up like one little step at a time, and and I just kept getting more and more comfortable too. 
Mm-hmm. So I was, I was thrilled. Okay. So what the, what's, what happens for you? So we, we, we get, we do all the things, set up the cameras, do all the blah, 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 you know, the tech stuff. And you see me naked. What's that experience like for you? Well, it was, it was a lot. I mean, and what was, what was fascinating for me is like, you're just kind of having a great time. You know, you're like giggling and carrying on. And I'm like, like wrangling my dick and like, you know, trying to like match your level of like joy. And, and I just started getting confused. I started getting like, wait a minute, there's, there's not a lot, there's not enough like heart connection or the, you know, I like to start at the slow little like beginning where we can connect. And then, and then my dick comes online from this place of like my heart and, and, and then I can, you know, it's like, I just need time to kind of warm up to a place where I'm like engaged with my cock and I know, I know what to do with it. So I just kind of got overwhelmed mm. and I got confused. Like, and so I started running a story, like, uh, I didn't, I just kind of just got confused. So then I got started getting embarrassed that like, I wasn't having this throbbing hard cock. I could stick the camera up to and just you know, deliver something for you to get all excited about. So I think that was the, the start of it for me. Mm. And for me, it was like, I didn't want to have a heart connection. Right. <laughs> awesome. Like, was like, like for me, it works different, right? Like for me, I'm like, let's get into the sex and then once the sex is there and that sex relationship is established, it's in that place that I open up my heart. Mm. So I open my vagina first and then I open my heart. Because you can gather an awful lot of data that way, right? (laughs) Yes, my vagina is very good at data collection. Where is this guy? Where's his heart? Does he is he actually talking? Is this a conversation or is this a monologue? You know. <laughs> so for me, I wanted to get into the rawness and the primalness and the, the 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 lust of the experience. And when I was like meeting, trying to meet you in that space, and you were like, "I want more emotion from you," and I'm like. I don't, motion's not sexy. Like, that's not sexy. Heart connection, not sexy. Now I'm crying. And so then I start crying. So now I'm crying because you're like, okay, well, let's have this deep connection. I'm like, dude, I don't know you well enough to have, like, and I didn't have, I didn't have the words at that time either to say, like, dude, that was not what, we didn't negotiate that. You didn't, we didn't negotiate that like you wanted no this. there's no girlfriend in this. Yeah. Like, I'm not your girlfriend, your soulmate. I don't know. <laughs> you know? We, we totally blew past that. Had I known that, I, you know, I would have like put a ribbon around my cock and just like <laughs> yanked on it enough to just like have this play party with you. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I think that was the big, like, that was the big part that I felt that was the disconnect. It was like, right. you and I, we, we did really well. It's like, we did really well leading up to that place, except for we didn't really talk about the energy of what it is we need on a sexual level and where are we playing on a sexual level? Like you and I didn't talk about that. And I'll be honest, part of that is because most of my experiences 
with men are that they, they don't want the heart connection piece. So I've never had to have that conversation before. Like I, I never You just figured they're gonna do their thing and you're just gonna resonate with it and then gather some data. I got some data and if it goes well, then we'll get some more data. And if it goes well, we'll get more data. And right. then eventually, it, like for me, my relationships develop from that sex-based place. And then I, as the person's in my life and the more we explore and the more we drop into the sex part, the more my heart opens, the more vulnerable I become, the more I share who my essence of who I am with somebody, right? And um, yeah, and so it was like, there, that's what, there, there was this conflict because like you wanted something, I was like, I can't give you that. Then I felt bad. I remember feeling really bad about not being able to give you what you needed. And, and you know, and being like, and then I felt bad that there was something wrong with me. So this is something that happened for me. It was like, I was like, maybe, yeah, I have intimacy issues. Like maybe I should be able to be like able to open up my heart easily and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, well, no, I got some issues. And then I remember walking away being like, wow, I got intimacy issues. Like, oh God, yeah. that's so fascinating. Because like, I walked away thinking like, why can't I just get the fuck over myself? There's this woman that wants to have a romp with me. What the fuck, dude? You just let that whole thing go right by. <laughs> yeah, so that's what happened for me in that experience. Right. It was very different than mine, but yeah, I think we trusted each other. We would just figure it out. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a kind of a heads up for anybody, you know, because you're right. You're just like, okay, we're going through another threshold. Let's just make sure... You know, I mean, there's been times when like, for example, I ended up in the sack with a woman like after the bar, you know, and there's no time to figure out like wh what, what the boundaries are or anything. We're just getting naked and jumping in the bed. And I want to make sure that I don't want to do, I don't go too far. So I've literally said, all right, don't worry about my cock being hard. It's not going to end up in your pussy unless you say the words, I want your cock in my pussy. Mm -hmm. And if I don't hear the words, I want your cock in my pussy. I am not going to put my cock in your pussy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that is fucking awesome. And literally the whole night smearing myself all over her and rubbing my cock on her ass crack and doing all this stuff. And my cock did not end up in her pussy. And we fell asleep and got up the next day, had coffee, and it was fucking great. So there's certain tricks and things that you just like put a speed bump in front of yourself and just check in. Yeah. So... That's, I think, where you and I kind of, we, we dropped the ball. <laughs> As both of us being like super communicative, super able to navigate any motherfucking situation. I know exactly, I know exactly where I'm going. Yeah, we, we totally, we totally missed that. <laughs> yeah, so what, like months go by after that, right? And I just like, all right, that, that didn't work out so well. So what was that like for you? Well, so afterwards, like, hold on, let me, let's go check in with the, our audience here. Let's see if uh, anybody has any comments. Oh, people are just, people are just listening and loving it. Okay, it's good. All right, we love you too. <laughs> Thanks for going on the adventure with us. <laughs> 
guys were basically debriefing about never talking about this. So this is great. <laughs> this might have to be a new series that I do. So, okay. So afterwards, I felt like I was like, like I said, I felt like I, there was something wrong with me. Like that was the piece. Like I enjoyed it. Like in the beginning, I enjoyed it. And then there was like the moment of right where you're, you were wanting deeper intimacy and connection from me. And I couldn't give that to you. And I didn't quite know how to navigate that or to, to really communicate that with you. Um, and then I felt like there was something wrong because I wanted to lean into it, right? Because part of our interactions have always been really honest, right? So I was leaning into those places around, yeah, like that's uncomfortable for me. And, and why is that uncomfortable? So afterwards, I spent a good like two weeks, maybe three weeks, really diving into that piece around where my intimacy issues live. And are there pieces in that that need to be changed? Or can I look at it from a new perspective? And how do I want to move in a new way with around my intimacy? And, and you know, what, you know, whether it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong, I had to like, kind of unpack all of those pieces, and really lean in to figuring out, okay, and that's when I figured out that, Oh, the way I, my, my road to my heart is through my cunt. <laughs> right? So it's like, it's fair, you know, that's, and, and that that's what works for me. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's important to communicate that with anybody who I'm engaging sexually with. Um, and that, you know, um, that those layers of deeper heart connection, I am capable of doing, but that takes a longer period of uh, uh, real trust. And that comes from my past around trauma and, and, and openness and connection and, and, and intimacy and vulnerability was not a safe place. So I have things in place so that I, it can be a safe place but this is the way that those things are for me. And so, so for me, that was, that was one of the beautiful like gifts, to be honest, even, even though it was kind of like awkward and weird. And there's like, these moments, I felt very happy that we had that experience because it gave me a space to go dive into and really look at, do I avoid intimacy or am I, how I get there different? And, and that was basically the question that you opened up within me for me to go explore. That's beautiful. I love those, those, those are such vibrant interactions, right? I mean, when we are confronted with something that just either confirms something or challenges us to think about something different and we come back to, you know, kind of the same place. So that, that must've been, I mean, it's good for everybody to end up and like, look, we just went into the place and crashed around, right? what gift did we give ourselves didn't know but it ended up being beautiful mm-hmm. I mean listening to you talk like it, it reminds me of this time when I ended up with this woman who was the first sort of like approved girlfriend I had towards the end of my marriage and I went in there you know into her apartment just like I'm going in big you know like like well what do you want to do like I want to take your clothes off in your bedroom like okay great I'm like what you know <laughs> and then she's like standing at the foot of her bed and I just like peel her clothes off 
okay, you know, and then I'd like sit down, you know, and like she sits on the end of the bed and I pull her pants off and she just like opens her legs up and shines her pussy up at me. And I'm like, damn, you know, like she's open. Mm -hmm. It's like shops open. It's just, it was so profound for me because with my wife, I felt like I was climbing through barbed wire all the time, you know, like make to make sure it all felt right. And it was like, it, I said it just correct, you know, so that it would, you know, the, the lock would go open or whatever. And this woman just shined it up at me like, dude, you're fucking awesome. You're cracking me up, you know? And so that's, that was a different experience. And it sounds like for you, you know, when you trust yourself, you can just like, okay, I'm ready to find out more, you know, about who you are. And that's, that's just like the most beautiful, it can be overwhelming for a guy that just kind of like, it, it takes so fucking much to like manage somebody else and then try to manage myself that, you know, but to have it just the shop doors fly open and just like, come on in, you know, it's just, it's rare. And I, mm -hmm. I admire that. Thanks. Yeah. So what was it like after for you? What was, well, what it was, was the same thing. I went through my own kind of like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude, you know, get the fuck over yourself. And like, why, you know, do I stay up in my head for so long? And like, what does it take, you know, for me to just trust the playfulness of an invitation you know, to be with somebody and, you know, it's just that the fear of just somebody popping out and laughing at me in the middle of it, you know, it's just, it's just a, a life of trying to get over that kind of shame from, you know, your mother, you know, who wants all this attention and then can't talk about sex at all because it's, it's t terrible. It's horrible, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It was just, it was a chance for me to just rewind all that. And I think for me, I came back to a place of, I, I would love to be just more playful and open in the very beginning and not, and not rely so heavily on it being just right. Just to mm -hmm. have a lot of more compassion and grace and kindness and just radiate that energy. Like, look, we can just run some energy and it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. just, can we just, two human beings, can we just play? You know, we can mm -hmm. jump in and just roll it around a little bit and just feel it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I replayed it all. And then, so finally I ended up uh, after a while, when I kind of got to some place of peace, I felt like I need, I owed you an, like not an apology, but I owed you some communication. Like, Hey, you know, I, I thought about it this some more. And cause I think the way we got off the call was I did, I, I sort of like put it back on you in my own kind of controlling way. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel proud of that. Mm -hmm. you know, like, well, it didn't work out. You know, like I, I don't, I don't know what happened to me, but you know, like, uh, you know. Well, the talk afterwards, like we had a conversation afterwards and it was more like, oh, and it was interesting because I don't think either one of us were truly honest. Right. So, so it, it felt like on one hand, it was like, oh, there's some deep possibilities between the two of us, but we live too far from each other. So what's the point? Right. And that was kind of like, that was our like, dishonest sort of like let's make everybody feel okay about the experience instead of just being straight up about okay so what the fuck happened I don't know what happened you're like what the fuck happened I don't know what fucking happened like what happened there like we it was almost like we just did the the platitudes like that was the closing it up was like more of like just like you know the platitudes of like yeah I'll call you tomorrow yeah I'll call you tomorrow but it was like uh 
a little bit better than that by saying, well, I just don't think that this is going to be a good fit because we live too far from each other. That was, that was the excuse we both decided that we were going to leave with as being okay. I know. It was like tying a little bow around a package and sliding it under the bed for later. I'm like, I don't want to talk about all that. <laughs> That's too personal. I might have to be really fucking honest. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And so for me, I was just like, okay. So that was like, okay. So now we're, so then, then you, cause there was a couple of times before you apologized, there was a couple of times that you sent messages that had like, um, a flirtatious hmm. nature to them right and I was like okay we we went down that road it didn't work uh now we're in professional mode like the 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 sexy the sexy relationship between us is done right yeah. and 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 I remember feeling like okay how do I say this like I need to say this but I need to do it in a way like there's a little bit of stress of like how, how do I navigate this but I'm like right. I feel like we, we had our moment. We didn't, it didn't work for, for now, as we're talking about now, we know why all the reasons, but um, at the time I was like, so I'm like, okay, I need to shut this down. Like I, I need to shut it down and set some boundaries. And so I was like, I'm like, here's the boundary. You and I are professional relationship, friendship relationship, but that's, that's it. The sex part is done. And I felt bad sending it, but at the same time, I felt really clean about it. I was like, no, this is a really clean boundary. And you were awesome. I have to say you handled that. What your response was anyways to me was awesome, which is like, thanks for your really honest, clear boundary. I was like, hi, oh, yeah, okay, that felt good. Like that felt, that was another, it was like another sort of like, all right, this is a great interaction because it's like honest. Yeah, and that's a practice too, is if somebody wants to set a boundary, they have a right to set a boundary and stand behind it. And it's your job to like reflect, like, I see the boundary. Thank you very much. I see you over there. Uh, it, you know, we can still talk in this format, but the boundary says it can't go to this place. Mm -hmm. And great. And I will leave that exactly where it is until, you know, like asked to change it. And how did that, how, when you got that message from me, how did that make you feel? Oh, actually a lot more safe and integrated. I was like, fuck yeah, woman. Thank you for cleaning that up. As you had a little bit more courage than I did. <laughs> <laughs> woman, get out the dustpan and a broom. Thank you. Raise the consciousness of this little space for a second. Awesome. Okay, so why did you then feel the need to apologize? So let's, let's talk about the apology. You know, it's just, there's a part of my practice, like I keep my like personal landscape really clean. Mm -hmm. I like to walk around in a sense of peace, you know, so I have like all of my human nature available, you know, like as horsepower. And so there was just this little, like, some people call it like a craw in your chest or this little like, doll sitting in a chair over in the corner or it's just like who are you what why are you still there you know so there's just this rigor I have of just clearing that out and I didn't know exactly what it meant so I just reached out and, and just said there's something about this that I don't even remember exactly what I said but the energy was simply I want to own 
some of the projection that I put on you to manage my story. You know, there's a certain amount of, uh, I created a story that made it your fault mm -hmm. that I had an experience that I didn't know how to manage. And I wasn't proud of that. And I just wanted you to know that I was aware. I, I didn't, I don't know if I asked for any acknowledgement or anything. And I knew we were, you know, not in a place to even talk about sexual stuff at all, but I just felt like it, 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 it took a little bit of courage to like do that. Cause it would set me up for like getting blasted in mm -hmm. an unknown way. It gave you a shitload of power to figure out what you wanted to do with that information either at my expense or whatever, but I just felt it was important to clear out my space so I could be at peace. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was selfish, but at the same time, I felt like you deserved to know that I had shifted my perspective. Nice. And I felt that, I mean, when I got the apology, I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, it, it really felt like, I was like, oh, that was nice. Like, I felt like, um, I felt like I just needed to clarify, like, are you wanting, like, what's the motivator? Like, that was the one piece I was like, what's the motivator for sending this apology? Are you wanting to try again? Is that right. what's, what this apology is about? Right? Um, I know, exactly. Right? Um, it, like, what's the motivator behind it? Is that you've had this uh, awakening and you're just sharing that awakening with me? Or are you like, you've had this awakening and you're sharing this awakening and now you want to try again from a different perspective? Um, so I needed to clear, that was the piece I was like, all right, well, I need to clarify, like, just for the record, like, thanks for the apology, but that's not open yet. That's still, that's still not available. And then you're like, okay, great. And I'm like, okay. So then I could drop into really just receiving the apology, knowing that it was fully clean. Like it was just about you sharing your thoughts very much like the beginning that started this whole adventure between us in the first place, which was, you're like, I really want to fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I want to feel. I don't know how I feel about that. Thank you. That was beautiful. Yeah. 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 And you, and you did, it was just a little huff, like thank you for the apology. And just this little huff, you know, it wasn't like slap. It wasn't, Hey dude, it was just like this little huff, like just check in. <laughs> And I, I like, I, I was waiting for that to come. <laughs> I was expecting that, but I don't care because I, I lobbed it over the, over the rail, and that's the extent of it. You know, like what you wanted to do with that was, is no longer important. Mm -hmm. So yeah. All right. So, how do you feel about this conversation? This is like really honest. Like we guys, like I really honest and. Really I just fucking deep. love you for all this. <laughs> It's just this big fat, like, like, fuck yeah, guy. I mean, just Jesus fucking Christ, woman. You know, just you know, your place on the planet is secure. <laughs> like the value you add to the world around you is just, you know, huge. So nice. I just honor you in, in such a delightful way. Beautiful. And how did you feel about us navigating this today? Like give I me some. We, I, I think we should get like three stars, you know. <laughs> Great. <laughs> hey, audience, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I felt like, like I said, like this was a really fascinating experience of like, okay, we're going to have an honest, real conversation about things that didn't, weren't perfect. And we were both going to be honest about our experiences in it and what our thoughts were and our perceptions were. Um, And I want to thank you for, for (laughs) coming on this crazy adventure with me, you know, like. Um, I don't know very many people who's like, okay, we're going to air out our dirty laundry. <laughs> In real time. In real time. And we're not sure what's going to come out. Okay, let's go. Right. And the biggest fear for me is like, you've got a, you've got a, like a sharp audience. You've got like stellar, like rocking people that, you know, are part of your community. And if they, if I say any bullshit, <laughs> they're going to, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Good accountability. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, okay, you know, the inquisition. But did you feel like that? Like, like no, on a, on a, on a. No, I mean, you, you like hold the space of just, let's just be honest because why be anything different? Mm-hmm. You know, for what? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like just sitting in front of you, like you're one of those people that you can't tell a lie to, <laughs> you know, you just like, you, know, you, got, I, you get this whole story, like, okay, I'm going to tell her this and this, and I'm going to manage it this way. And then I look at you and I go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say that's probably one of the, it's like a really good compliment that I love that. I love that, you know, because what's the point? Like, this is the thing is that, like, at the end of the day, yeah, it's uncomfortable. I was incredibly nervous and freaking out internally and, like, uncomfortable about having this conversation. And during this conversation, I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to be honest. Oh, but what if he's not okay with that? Like, what if he freaks out that I say what the thing I'm going to say and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't, I can't be responsible. Like, I'm, like, I'm moving from this place. Like, I really am showing up in the world from this place of authentic version, honest, raw version of me all the time. And that's, and people around me are like, need to lean in or not lean in or take care of themselves in whatever capacity they need to take care of themselves. It's not my job. I mean, it is my job when you're paying me, but when you're not paying me, it's not my job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know, like my ethos these days is like, I just want to be in a flow. I just yeah. want the flow to be big and fat and wide. And like, there's nothing else in there besides you and I. And, and if anything goes wrong, like you go offline because your old boyfriend called you and now you're off like pissed in like in the corner, you're gone. So I just step back, you know, and like, it's not my job to pull you back to the middle. You know, you'll, you'll come back when you fucking feel like it. And if you respect the flow, you'll figure out why I stepped back because you got offline, you know? So there's just as each person manages a relationship in the middle. Yeah. So what do you want to leave the audience with? Um, I think there's just the, the sense of honesty and, and, and like, it's just this be courageous, you know, to be clear and, and sort of, you know, the words are just words, but like how clear can I be energetically and just say the thing that represents connection? 
you know, the words should create connection, not create a story that involves something else. Like how do you and I stay connected with words that bridge a gap? And, and honesty is just this place to speak from. I don't know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think one of the things I want the audience to really take away from this interaction between the two of us is that back to the, that piece of honesty, like taking off your mask, whatever that mask is, whatever that persona is, whatever that protection is, whatever that armor is, whatever it is, taking that off allows us to really connect, but it also allows us the opportunity to not become, to be clean and clear about stuff, right? Like, it's like, if I'm all bundled up and protected, and then I can't really say to you what I really need, I can't really say to you what my boundaries are, I can't share with you what's really emotionally going on with me, because then I, you know, then I'm cracking through my, my protective barrier, and my protective masks and my protections and all these things. And so I can't create a really clean, honest, real connection, real relationships, any of those things. So that piece around, I'm not responsible for your reaction to my honesty, mm-hmm. right? Because wow. that's what we've been taught. Like that's the in, like inbred is that we are responsible for everybody else around us. We're responsible for their reactions. We're responsible for their behavior. We're responsible for their thoughts. We're responsible for their beliefs. We're responsible. And so as long as we move from that place, we can never really be real and honest and who we really truly are in the world. And therefore we can't have real relationships with people. I totally agree. I mean, like the word that comes to mind for me is just no. You know, I I feel like I'm really clear with my no. Like I have the capacity to say no at any time. So mm-hmm. when I get close to somebody, when I was younger, I would be all afraid that, oh, if I get too close, you know, I'm going to owe them something. Or if I have to shut it down and they're really going to get hurt because they're all attached to me. And then, and then I'm going to have an angry female running around screaming at me, like all this, this stuff that I inherited from my dad. But after you really get clear with no, you can go right up to the thing and smear yourself all over it. Or I guess in your case, open your pussy up and gather a bunch of data, you know, because you know, you can just stop mm-hmm. at any time. So there's no hedging. I don't have to like soft into it and like manage my threshold as I, you know, I don't want to know if we get, you know, just fucking no, which is not a conversation. Which is beautiful. Cause I love the more you can say no, the easier your and the honest your yeses are. Totally. Right? Totally. It's, you know, and I think about the people in my life around me that are in, you know, my, in particular in my harem. It's like, you don't get in there unless you can say no to me. Like, you need to be able to say no to me. You need to, be, you need to know your no so that when you say yes, I can lean in and trust your yes. Like, I can feel safe in your yes, because I know that if it's not a yes, you're not going to do it. (laughs) And you can say no, 
And it's not my responsibility to make it better either. Like, that's the thing. And it's my responsibility when someone says no to me for me to go deal with all of my shit that comes up about, you know, what do you mean you said no? How dare you say no? You don't have a right to say no. <laughs> you know, the, the childlike part of us that doesn't like to be denied anything, right? That's my responsibility to handle, not the other person's. So exactly. it's just beautiful. Makes it very, very beautiful. They can say no to you. They can say no to other people. Yeah. So in a relationship, that if the dude can say, um, I'm sorry, no. Love you. <laughs> but no, you're not putting that in my butt. <laughs> I thought we talked about that. I didn't. Oh, that must have been the other guy. So how can people spend more? What do you got going on project wise? You know, I have, I, I moved out to the Pacific Northwest. I'm on the coast and my sole focus is building this giant costume with this new lighting technology and shoot a film in the old growth forest of the, you know, like the embodiment of like human spirit and energy. And it's this huge endeavor. It's going to take me a year, but I've, I'm going to do a GoFundMe and raise a bunch of money and put a bunch of people to work and, it's ambitious, so I'm really excited. I'm, I'm going to be, um, um, I have my YouTube channel up and I'm going to do weekly installments, kind of documentary style on what I'm building and doing. Okay. So I've got the first one coming up in a couple of days. So uh, I'll get you a link to my YouTube channel. Yes. But there'll be threads to it. Um, Heart in Gear is kind of all my Instagram, Facebook stuff. I'll have a link there. Okay. The name of the project is Hysteresis. Okay. So hysteresis.world is the website for it. And uh, it's going to be epic. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for, thanks for playing with me. Love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For all of my audience, you know the drill. Um, here are all the ways that you can spend more time with me and play with me in a professional capacity, of course. Um, <laughs> I'm only available for coaching. I'm not available for dating, sex, marriage, or having anybody's babies. So <laughs> if you would like to hang out with me from a coaching perspective, um, another beautiful way in which you can support me and support my orgasmic life is to join my Patreon and become a patron to support the overhead cost of showing up in the world and doing this show. And, um, you know, visit me at succulentliving.com as well as for all your BDSM needs, you can visit me at empressgaia.com. And you can follow me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette. I hope your day is filled with pleasure, honesty, and a little bit uncomfortable conversations. Mwah! Love you all. Bye-bye. <laughs>